So guys, uh, yesterday I went and visited Wayne Manor. I mean, Woolerton Hall, but it was uh, Wayne Manor in The Dark Knight Rises. How was it? Uh, I, it's smaller than I expected because... That's what all the ladies say. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, the, the part, Woolerton Hall is located in Nottingham and there's like a nice park where there's deer there's like a deer park and then there's like some like playground and a whole there's like a cricket ground and a golf yeah but at the center you've got the actual hall and as i got there it's like it's quite you know it's quite tall and i was like oh yeah, there'll be a good amount to look through inside and then we went me and my mate we went through and then we got to the central bit and it's just this really tall like open like no just this tall central um part of the building where there's just no nothing else above you except just the ceiling well, it just felt like it has this central section that's just just basically just the floor and then everything else that is just built around it and it was interesting I, it is a bit uh i think the top bits are being refurbished but had like a mini natural history museum on the bottom floor but it was uh, quite nice going around it the uh on numerous occasion it was like oh this this room was used to film the dark knight rises oh <laughs> the dark knight rises I was like yeah there you go it's not keeping his uh Secret identity, very secret. If he puts in a museum in his house now, with it, that's going to draw attention. Oh, As you've seen, this room this is where I fought the Joker. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, afterwards, mate, I told my mate, "Shall we drive through Gotham?" And so we, <laughs> we drove through the village of Gotham. There was literally nothing interesting. It was just a village. Aww. I was just like, "Oh, this is what the Gotham City is named after." But so, yeah. I can only think now. You could you've mentioned they've got a deer farm. Mm-hmm. What if Bruce had an accident with a deer, and now deers are what scares him, and now he's become Deer Man? And he just runs around the street, just like headbutting people with his antlers. <clears throat> I am the deer that stalks in the night. <laughs> I stalk, stalk, stalk in the night, but if I see any car headlights, I pause. Yes, and and his main rival, the Stantler. <laughs> have you? Uh, I've watched that. Have you seen that like that video on YouTube where it's the Batman theme song, but instead of bat, there's just it take it gets rid of the bat, and it's just man. Man, well, I think I have. That's quite an old one, isn't it? And there's uh, one for Spider-Man as well. Not seen it, no. It's just ridiculous. It was so funny. I have a sheltered life. <laughs> no, uh, Wollaton Hall was pretty cool. I, I think I will go back because the the gardens were all closed because oh, right now, of time recording, they're all they're setting it all up for Christmas. You said so, you're going to set them on fire. I was like, that's no, a big stream. So putting all the Christmas lights because my mate's going in about a couple of weeks so he'll see all the gardens and the christmas lights but uh they're all closed for for us yesterday sadly but so, so what you're saying is alfred just got his work cut out he does <laughs> mr pennyworth well, does they really need to hire some more staff <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Victory Achieve Podcast, a video game podcast, but we also talk about other shit on this podcast. I am Brandon, and I'm here with Spanky Rambles, aka Chris. Hello. And I'm here with the streetcar, Dan. Yo. <laughs> right. I know we've got some burning issues to discuss today, haven't we, guys? We do. We do. And so I would just want to just want to get this started. You have both played a new game which has come out, and I have not played said video game. So I want you to pitch to me... Why do you, 
Well, what is it about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet which are good? So come on, sell it to me. What's good about it? Well, I'm a Pokemon simp, so I'm going to buy every single one, no matter how good or bad it is. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I don't know. I like Pokemon. If you like Pokemon, buy it. I don't know. That's my pitch. <laughs> That's a strong, strong um, argument there to be made for Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> well, obviously, I have to buy it because I'm the Pokemon guy. I played it since it came out, and if I don't buy it, my chat will fucking revolt. So <laughs> I don't have a choice. I This is the bed I've made myself. So um, if if any Pokemon games come out, I have to play it out of obligation, no matter how bad it is. Oh, well, and also it's pretty good, so you should buy, go and buy it. Oh, like that's because the main reason I was asking is because like if you was to make like a Pokemon game tier series, like tier system. Like what? Like how good would you say it is compared to like some of the golden ones, like you know, Soul Silver, for example? I need more time of it. To yeah, tell you. I would. I would need to complete it before I could put. I could tell you that. But the main reason, because I, I just, I have a, like a burning hate for Sun and Moon. Just I hated the system in it. Sword and Shield redeemed it a little bit, but it's just still something about Sword and Shield, which I was just like, okay, they've made it more realistic in the fact that you as the main character aren't the one expected to save the world because it is literally down to the champion. But the whole game just felt easy. Like at no point did it feel challenging which is what i miss from the old pokemon games because as you go to a gym you genuinely feel quite challenged when you go to certain gyms i do they retain that so far or not mm-hmm. i guess it depends how you play for me right now <laughs> no I, I i explored for hours and hours getting the team getting the pokemon i wanted getting a team i enjoyed and then i've just steamrolled the first two gyms i've had a slightly harder time because i'm a stupid 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 bastard and thought you know what i'll do on my first play for this i'm gonna do a blind nuzlocke and i'm gonna do it live so yeah, that's what i'd probably be inclined to do sometimes but at the same time if i was gonna do it as a nuzlocke i'd want to because quite often if i play like a pokemon game i'd only want to use like you know the new generation pokemon that's all i'm using i'm using gen 9 nothing else i'm catching whatever whatever i'm catching every gen but i'm only using gen 9 mm. well obviously i'm doing a nuzlocke so i get yeah, whatever yeah. the hell the game gives. <laughs> although guys before we carry on talking about scarlet and violet because there's an awful awful lot to unpack and it is going to be the meat of this episode do you want to discuss everything else first and when we go come back to it and we'll keep you on tenterhooks listeners <laughs> if you want to know what we think of it on the whole i think that might be a good idea otherwise we're just going to crowbar it all in at the end <laughs> I don't know. I've only I've only done like a couple things. Like like if I if, you, if I was to, like present stuff, it'd be like over in about 10, 15 minutes, easy. Well, luckily there's three of us. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't mind really. I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think we should. We normally leave the main topic to last, and it is going to be, isn't it? Well, I have played some more Tunic. Um, this game is quickly. <laughs> I. I when Scarlet and Violet came out the, that weekend, I was playing Tunic more than Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, I, I managed to do the first boss on Tunic, which was really fun. It was this big kind of like stone guardian thing. And I, I, I eventually managed to get this magic dagger. Da- dagger. Dagger. Badger. Dagger. Magic dagger. A magic badger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> magic dagger that could uh, freeze my, that can freeze enemies. So that was really good to try and stop the uh, boss in its tracks at times. And and it was it was after all the hours I'd spent so far in Tunic, it was 
great to like bring it all everything I knew and have a go at this boss. I've now got to the next section and I've now just got to the second boss. I've not been against it just yet, but hopefully uh, when I stop playing Scarlet, I will have a go and see what happens. But Tunic's quickly become one of my favorite games this year and it's definitely high on my list of my favorite games of uh, 2022. I know you didn't really get on with it that well, Chris, but I'd say maybe give it another shot. But I've given it two shots. Mm, <laughs> so, uh, I, I might like, go back to it but in due time. Third time's the charm. I don't know. I think it's. I, I like the fact that it feels like Link's Awakening with Dark Souls combat, where you're, you're rolling out the way and you're trying to work out the weaknesses of your enemies. And every, every time you're exploring, it feels like you're on, on the edge. You feel like if you mess up you're gonna you're gonna die and it's i've really enjoyed playing tunic indeed indeed <laughs> well so you've played a game from 2022 i've played a game from a few years ago so as you know we've all got the well not all of us i've got the playstation plus premium so i was like browsing through like the classics catalog just to have a go you know just see what there is and there's a game which caught my eye called dark mist and obviously i'm such a fanboy of dark cloud i'm a big fan of dark chronicle so i thought Okay, Dark Mist. At first I was like, oh, maybe it's another one in the Dark series that I've never heard of. Did a quick browse of the synopsis. I was like, okay, it's its own sort of entity. And started playing it and found out the PS3 emulation is shit. So, but I kept through it. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a... um a roguelike was well, i say it's a roguelike but it's not a roguelike it's uh it's, it plays like your general roguelikes like binding of isaac cult of the land and things like that but you don't sort of get like the drops throughout it it takes on more of that japanese style of oh you kill enemies and you score points and your points at the end of it is like your score and that's really all there is to it after the first sort of 20 minutes i've got into it the only reason i got into it for 20 minutes is because i played it before i went out shopping for christmas but it's it's it didn't feel like it's got a lot going for it early on. It's, it seems like it might have its own story going. It's you know it seems to play more like an arcade game rather than a PS3, if that makes sense. Because mm, okay. you know, like that Simpsons game, you probably would have played at Hunstanton or something. You know, on the um. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, that Simpsons game. It feels like that where you're going around the roguelike aspects of it. You're killing things and then you move on to the next room and do that. And you get points for, you know, killing things. You get points for not using your ultimate abilities. You pick up coins and stuff. But it just, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's just because I'm not very far into it, but it just felt quite a bit like an arcade game. I mean, the art style looks great. And, you know, I, th I thought it was, you know, after playing stuff like Vampire Survivors, 20 Minutes to Dawn, whatever, I thought, okay, it'd be quite cool. But it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of attacks in it. Like, you've got a choice of, like, a few special attacks. You've got your default attack. You can wipe everything out on the floor. I mean, it's got, like, mini-bosses in it, which are kind of cool. But, you know, as I said, because I'm only, like, 20, 30 minutes into it, I don't really know what else the game has to offer. And plus, because it's got this system where it's all based on scoring, I don't really know what's it going to turn into. Is it just going to turn into, like, a grind fest at the end with, like, hordes of things but no substance to it? So, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll play more of it and I'll relay it all to you what I think of it. Mm. I did just do a quick Google search to see if it rung any bells, but even looking at it, can't say I know anything about that game. Yeah, it's literally, I just saw it on there and I thought, okay, it looks quite interesting because that, that art, that sort of art style of like the title cover, it looks like, oh, it could be from the Dark series. But you can see like from pictures of it, you can see like you've got your stars, which is your health bar. You've got your abilities in the top left and then you've got your score up top and your multiplier and then the map, which you go through. 
and like looking at it, I I can like work out. I don't think I've seen it before either. That's usually why I thought I thought I'd pick it up and just give it a go because like I've never seen it before. It'd be something interesting to talk about just purely because you know it's novel. None of us have seen it or heard of it. And I'm giving you my quick twenty minute review of it. So. <laughs> If you like arcade games, you know, with a scoring system, which you can, you know, play competitively. I mean, back in the day, like PS3, it probably would have been more, you know, family-ish. Like, you know, teenagers probably get together like, okay, let's see if you can get the high score on Dark Mist and whoever does it, you know, has to mm. drink or whatever. But yeah, that's all it sort of really felt to add to me. Like, it, it on paper looked cool, but didn't quite hook me in as much as I thought, as I thought it would. Mm. But I'm not sure if that's because it's that PS3 architecture, which is a bit weird. Mm. Yeah, look, it looks okay i don't know it definitely feels a product of its time yeah, yeah exactly it, it definitely feels like it's not, not got ps2 graphics but maybe in between that and ps3 yeah it's just it's that, that's literally what i mean it's like it's, it's it's tried to establish something but it's i don't know it just feels like an arcade game well i guess i guess that's all it is uh i i I, well i finished it today but i have binged the the hell out of the new uh spin-off of the adams family uh the wednesday series i Uh, saw that and i really wanted to give it a go yeah i I, i've i literally have no experience of anything adams family related i've never watched any films or anything i've never read read or experienced the comic the original comic I no, well, I have no knowledge except of like I know the characters' names, and other than that, I have no. I've never watched anything until this series. I I don't know why. I think I just saw a few advertised on Facebook, and I feel saw a few scenes, and I was like, eh, why not? I don't know why. I pro- I've got more important things to watch than this, but oh well, I'm going to watch this now. <laughs> and like I said, I watched episode one to six yesterday, and I finished the last two episodes today. And uh, I I enjoyed it. It definitely it kept my interest. And by the time I got to like the penultimate episode, I was like, oh, I, I wonder. I was like, oh, I think this person is the bad guy. I think this person's the bad guy. And I got hot. Wa- I got one of them right. And so it kept my interest. Um, I so I don't really know. Uh, if the portrayal of the Adams family except for Wednesday if they were the best I've seen mixed things because uh, I had uh, Lewis Guzman as Gomez Adams as a oh, I can't remember who plays Morticia now um, but it had it but, uh, it was the series is directed by Tim Burton and yeah that's one reason it had me drawn in just because mm. of Tim Burton as well Can you, oh. I just sense it straight away slight point of contention there only the first few episodes are directed by Tim Burton and then directed by other people yeah he mm. I think he directs three or First four three, of them I think. and yeah. I, I only know that because uh, one of my friends is like really into that kind of stuff right uh noticed it and pointed yeah it he, out, he so. doesn't direct them all but he definitely directs most of them but it's, yeah he definitely I know yeah I, I do know he um I did read that he didn't direct them all either is uh, it notice- noticeable between the directors I don't know which episodes he directed and which which he didn't it it all looked that's generally a good sign. <laughs> yeah. It all looked the same. Um you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. I thought um Wednesday was Wednesday Wednesday was the standout character 
of the the show, which is a good thing for a show named after her. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I I think it, some of the drama feels a bit like it's from the CW, like drama shows. And it kind of like and it has like a sim- like the drama is a little bit similar to like um, the Arrowverse when that went into like its full drama stuff instead of actually being a superhero stuff. But I guess other than that, I I quite enjoyed it. I, I don't know, I'd probably give it like a like out of ten, maybe like a, a seven or maybe a little bit lower. No, but I I enjoyed it. Um, I, I had a few laughs and yeah, it was it was, it was uh, an easy watch. I was playing Pokemon while watching it and I was like, oh, this is fun. So <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I I must say on a just a slight tangent, if you haven't seen the original, yeah. like well, I, I say the original, the nineties Adams Family films with like Raul Julia and uh, Christopher Lloyd, please do. They're both yes. great. There is, in fact, the second one <laughs> is, in my opinion at least, but I think a lot of people hold this opinion. It's one of the few films where the second one is better than the first. One. <laughs> right. <laughs> which for comedy films is always a bit weird <clears throat> what, that's what I, very rarely the case what I should mention actually is Christina Ricci is in Wednesday because uh, wasn't she Wednesday in those two films she was yes yes so she is she she play she doesn't play any of the a character part, uh, part of the Adams family but she is um, in the show and she does play a prominent part she is part of like the main cast she has cool. I, might, I might check it out at some point it, it's just got the air of like this series didn't need to exist <laughs> about it it's like hey you know that character is a bit mysterious and moody it's like well let's make a whole series delving into the backstory it's not really kind of, backstory kind of it's just like i don't oh. know i haven't seen it <laughs> It's just she just gets sent to a a school and it's just her time at the school. I I, I enjoyed it. I I don't know if I'd rewatch it. What it did remind me of. Have you ever watched a show called The Order on Netflix? Oh no, don't actually. It's shit. But it it felt like when the show Wednesday did everything right, which The Order failed to do. Fair enough. Not I'm isn't saying. It, hmm? Isn't it remarkable how we can do reviews of things, and sometimes we can go into like half hour, forty five minutes, and other times it's just it's shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, if I'm sorry if anyone's ever watched the order who listens to this, but I fucking hated it. I got forced to watch it by with the person I was with at the t- time, and that that was recommended to us by someone. And I'm, after that, I was like, I'm never taking that person's recommendations ever again. <laughs> it was oh, an yeah, awful have... recommendation. I, I think we've all got friends like that, haven't we? <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I recommend this one of my favourite films, and you watch it. It's like, what was that? <laughs> I'm never taking that recommendation. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, the, the, like the season one of the order was watchable. Season two was dire. It was awful. And I remember uh, the person was like, oh, I can't believe they ca- Netflix cancelled it. I'm like, yeah, I can. It was <laughs> shit. And they were like, oh, I, I wanted to see how how do I get this character back? I'm like, I didn't fucking care. So I didn't, never, <laughs> didn't tell them this. They're not going to listen to this podcast anyway. So um, they're never going to hear me say anything like this. But yeah, the order is shit. I'm so Stop glad. Do you want to say it again? I'm <laughs> oh, so glad it's in the graveyard of Netflix original series that aren't getting sequels. Yeah. To be fair, if Netflix can act fucking Dark Crystal of all things, anything's up for the chart. Really. What? Uh, they're not doing a second season for that. No, hmm. I got canned ages ago. <laughs> got, it, it said like they said it like it's only like a couple of weeks after they did the first series. Said yeah, we're not doing no more. Mm. Yeah. In a in a weird way, I could kind kind of understand just because it's a bit different. Well, it's all puppetry, so I imagine yeah, that's fortune and a lot of time to do. But still, some of the stuff they got on there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving but, on. Do you want to talk about uh, something a little bit more uplifting? Oh, um, yeah. I was gonna mention something else, but yeah, maybe maybe. Maybe 
something more uplifting. How about, and I, I had an absolute, I know you've watched it as well, Chris, the Guardians of the Galaxy Hol- holiday special. Yeah. So, if anyone knows me, and knows me well, in fact, you don't even have to know me all that well, uh, you'll probably know that I cannot stand Christmas. I'm the biggest Scrooge you'll ever see. Like, I, everything about it, don't like it. And I think it's helped by, like, the nearly, like, two decades of working in retail. It's just not helped. So, I want nothing to do with it. But, uh, against my better judgment, I did watch the Going to the Galaxy Holiday Special. And, well, I'm interested to see what you want to, you think, Dan, before I have my two cents. I thought it was a hit. I thought it, I, I, I don't know, I think it, it was, um, cause it was more, it was more focused on, like, Mantis and Drax. And I think it worked well because of that. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 I thought it was just a nice, nice thing to watch for about 50 minutes. And it, I thought it absolutely rocked. Yeah, it did get a couple of laughs out of me. Although, there were a few things that did notice uh it felt like there was far less of a budget well, obviously it's going to be but i don't know I, th- I think it's just like the uh the, the tighter locations the kind of places they go like a bar a street and when they do go into space it's like the same area <laughs> i don't know S- some of it looked a bit cheap i couldn't help but notice like nebula like uh, her makeup didn't look as good as it did in the films she was it, it, mm. it certainly slaps like they've got a bit more of a budget on it <laughs> I, don't, I don't know maybe i don't think i noticed to be honest yeah, might well, she, she wasn't in it for that long either so I, do, I wouldn't have I don't think I looked massively at how Karen Gillian's makeup was for Nebula so yeah uh. actually I, the more I think about it the more I've got a couple more critique things uh, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to harp on alright did you ever did you get the feeling like like Mantis was, seemed a bit uh, nastier snappier she, she didn't seem to be like as calm and nice as she is in the film and she seems like really yeah. snappy a lot in there it was like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I think it, she was kind of on, on this like I want to do this for Peter Drax. Don't don't mess up. I I I, I don't know. I, I I think the thing is with Mantis and Drax, they just they work really well together, and it's just all the trouble they get in. It's, I just found hilarious. Mm. It's like oh, they, when they take the candy cane and the elf, and it's like oh, I left my elf behind. It's like oh, that's your fault. It's like oh, and I, <laughs> I I I I got quite a few laughs out of it, but I don't, yeah, maybe she was a bit meaner. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's like meant to be like a character development thing because she's hanging around with the Guardians and she's just be- becoming less patient. <laughs> I'd assume <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I just see little things I noticed, but overall, though, I, I did have a couple of laughs out of it. And uh, as far as holiday specials go, it's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't set the bar high for holiday specials. If ever I hear a Christmas songs, I like come out in a ration. <laughs> I didn't expect the when it started. It starts with a animated section. I didn't actually expect that. I was like, oh wait. I thought this was live action and I realised oh it's just the intro I gotta say though I didn't think the animation was very good especially the faces the faces look weird especially yeah, like when they're at an angle they don't look they don't look right don't look right I don't know, I, I don't know what studios they're getting for the, like the, the animation but well, what one would hope Disney I, I I put Disney animation as quite high tier well it's clearly oh. not those studios that's the thing it's clearly well, not they're all, do, all doing CGI now aren't they? <laughs> Are they? Well, uh, was the last hand-drawn animation one where it wasn't Princess and the Frog? Yeah, I, um, I, I really got, I really enjoyed Cosmo. It was, it was really great to see Cosmo. Oh in yeah, the space Cosmo, Cosmo's, Cosmo's great in the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. He's a uh, mainstay for Guardians 3. Right. But... I tell you what, the, the the biggest laugh in the whole thing I got for me is, I'm not going to spoil it, but it involves Rocket and his present. Oh, yes. That made me belly laugh so hard. 
I, it, I actually got that spoiled for me. I was on scrolling through Facebook and then literally that the screenshot of that came up. I was like, oh, okay, right. So yeah. that was ruined for me, yeah. sadly. But it uh, it was it was a, it is a, a great moment. It's a fantastic bit. That's I um, know. And then there's another line said by Nebula near the end that made me laugh out loud as well. <laughs> I I think I know James Gunn has actually explained how Rocket how that bit with Rocket occurs. So I've not I've not so. actually <laughs> looked I've not looked into it, but I. I know like how that comes to happen is uh, has uh, been said online by James. It's Gunn. funny how Marvel can just like do a little throwaway gag like that, and now we need a whole film to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Marvel, baby. And it was cool having Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's a delight. He's always nice to see on screen. Mm. Does anyone actively not like Kevin Bacon? Is that even possible? I don't know. I, I, if, if if you're not, if you had enough of his uh, EE adverts, maybe maybe you're that person. Don't watch the EE adverts. I mean, he's got to pay the bills somehow. Mm. But frankly, if you don't like Kevin Bacon, then I don't want to meet you. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. It's got to see Groot, and he's like, he's got his weird young face, and then it's just his like buff body. Yeah, that's a bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, like a big body, and, like a small head. <laughs> it's like uh, when Deadpool has his like tiny feet. Yeah, it's like the opposite of that. Isn't it? <laughs> it's you put it on its head. I I I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's fifteen minutes. If you got an hour to kill, chuck it on. Mm. What's the worst that can happen? Was there yeah. post? Oh yeah, was there post credit scene? Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yes, but. I can't I can't remember what it was. Can I think of another post-credit scene for another D- Disney show that we we actually forgot to put on our running order, and then I just remembered a fire recording, and that's Andor. Oh yes, yes, we watched Andor. Uh, Andor was good. I liked Andor. It was made of good. Yes, that's my review. Go and watch it. It's the best Star Wars show there is. Literally my words, exactly. Yeah. I like Mandalorian, but Andor just stole the show. Yeah. I, I love the fact um, it's a darker, more serious story. There's no, like, loads of critters in it designed to sell toys in it. It's about like, an uprising, and it's played straight, and it's great. Uh, it's got some amazing people in it. Uh, one of which I did not expect to turn up, but uh, I think you know who I might be referring to, because um, it was like, holy shit, that's, insert actor's name here, <laughs> both my parents oh, were like, yeah. holy shit, yeah. that's... <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait, who are you talking about? And I was like, oh yeah, it's him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Shall we say who it is? Yeah, it's not real. It's just oh, this person's in this. You know, it's, it's not spoiling their character. Not even though their yeah, character is just. It's, oh, yeah. no. All right then. So uh, Andy Circus is in this series. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's going to come back for series two because how they left it with him is a bit up in the air. But will remains to be seen. He's a, I hope he does though. He's he's still alive. Like he's not dead at all. Yeah. Yeah. We're just not sure what's happen with him for the time yeah. being at least i guess i was a bit I've, disappointed I... with that it just kind of ended abruptly with him and i was like oh in the last okay. episode i was expecting him to turn up as a, like a deus ex machina it's like he's here to save the day because of course he is <laughs> you don't give andy circus a role and not having follow through <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he's going to appear in the second the second and final season i really hope so but here's the thing that i was thinking about and this is just a fan theory and i've not done any research into this whatsoever but uh andy circus plays like the like emperor sort of equivalent in the newer films oh yeah, uh, yeah. snoke the snoke that's his name yeah 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 which makes me think hang on is he gonna he's now playing two people in the star wars universe they're not the same person are they <laughs> That's not gonna. He's not gonna like go thirty years down the line and go, "Hello, I'm Mr. Snoke now." When I look at the the sequel trilogy, I just think it's fan fiction. So, well, I, I, that. I don't really <laughs> so care. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Christ, wasn't Episode Nine garbage? 
Uh, let's not think about that. <laughs> we've we've got we've had a good show. This show is really good. On, I, I, I urge like, people to see it. Oh, from like from literally from start to finish, it was incredible. I remember I watching like a trailer for it, and I was like, "This seems like the most boring Star Wars show yet." And then yeah. I watched the first three episodes, and I was like, "Okay, this might be too early to say this, but this might be better than Mandalorian." Now I finished. It is better than Mandalorian. It is. Uh, it's just so more mature and just, just it's just great. All the highs are, are earned every t- single time. It gets built I, up, and then when it hits that action set piece, it's it feels earned. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking this, and then I actually seen like the same sort of sentiment raised uh, on like Twitter and that, which is basically saying this might be the best series of the year. And considering we've had a uh, better call Saul finale this year that's saying something i think this is like one of the best best shows this year it's like certainly this, the best star wars show like the boys be, uh, better call saul like those those are free heavy hitters mm. definitely yeah they've all knocked it out of the park this year mm. better than the order no no not you and the stupid twatting <laughs> show the order <laughs> well you're, you're still right but <laughs> uh, no, I... How dare I make you remind you of that show? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Brandon's just like, oh, what's the order? I'm like, don't. I'm just sat here like I've got no idea what the fuck you're on about. <laughs> Alright, Brandon, Brandon, it's your turn. Talk about something. Okay, if you want me to talk about something, so I went on a bit of a <laughs> manga reading spree because obviously, I've, I'm, what I used to do on my bus to and from work is to do a little bit of Duolingo, but then I just lost interest. So I then got a manga app, Manga Plus. And I was just browsing through the manga on there. And obviously I spoke about Kaiju number eight last time. So I thought, okay, I've finished that now. I'm up to now. Let's move on to the next one. So I moved on to one called Aliens Area. So this was, for, this was for some reason, this was high up on the popular section on the app I was using. So I was like, okay, it's popular, surely. Must be good, right? Fuck off, was it? So it's about 20 odd chapters long. It's very, very short. And the whole premise of it is you've got this, the main character, Tatsumi, is basically has to look after his younger brother and younger sister because they, the household was attacked by aliens and was burnt to a crisp and Tatsumi had to basically now look after his um, brother and sister. He has like a alien-ish ability similar to Parasite, you know, where his hand does all sorts of weird things, except in Parasite where... You know, Miggy, you know, developed into this really lovable character. He, you know, he did all sorts of the main character. But in this, you don't really get to see much of the powers, nor do you get to see much fighting. Because they go into this whole aspect of Tatsumi's picked up by this, um, like the police investigative force, Team 5, who specialise in dealing with alien crime. And they've got this whole premise of like, you know, every officer in my team will have three equipment, which three bits of gear they can use. They can control gravity. They can do all sorts. They can make things weightless or what. Like they can do all sorts of really cool stuff, but they don't do anything with it. It's just like, imagine if you, like Dan, imagine if you watch Naruto, mm-hmm. but the only fire jutsu you ever see is fireball no jutsu. Nothing else. Near enough and, is though, isn't it? <laughs> but no, but at least like when you see Madara, you've like great fire annihilation. You'll have fire swell. You'll have... All of a sudden, you have oh, you have a Windstar Rasengan. You've got a different element in there. Oh, that spices things up. It's basically just Farragher. Yeah, (laughs) Farragher. But it's just but like they build this premise up. Like there's all sorts of these cool powers. Okay, another way to think of it: imagine Bleach, but only two people, only three people know Bankai, and you see it once, and then you don't see it ever again. Like they keep referencing these powers, but they they don't show it. 
And then it ends really abruptly because the whole premise of this is the whole reason his house got burnt down is because he was implanted with this alien technology, which means he can use his power with his arm. And magically in the next chapter, he has full control over this power after it went mental. He's then on like a police force. They then find out who the villain was after he, you know, assassinated this other person from this research division. And then you find out the main villain is doing all this, all this like bad stuff because he just wants to die. And at the end of it, the main character doesn't let him die and arrests him. It's 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 so shit. Like nothing nothing is fleshed out. Nothing is developed. They show you all these things, which you think, okay, this could be pretty cool if it's implemented correctly. But it just doesn't do it. And I felt very sort of missed out on it. It just felt very rushed. Like the ending was basically done in one chapter. Because so I was like, okay, there's no way this can be done in 22 chapters. And the only reason I know that's because I bloody rushed it. So would I recommend Aliens Area? <sighs> no. Even if you are, even if you are like a Fucking fan of hell. what? Um, it's only it only went it only went it was only uh, uh it was only going for like four months. Yeah, so it started it's June. Just one one volume. That's all it is. Yeah, it's 22 Fucking chapters. Hell. It's. It's not good. Like, it feels like it's a story that they possibly could turn it into a really badly adapted film, but yeah, it wouldn't sell at all. Who is the author? What I tried to find a, a Fasai Naba. I'll quickly do a Google of Fasai Naba. I'm, I'm doing as well. I want to know what else they've done. Uh, Fasai Naba. Nothing I recognise. So that was his debut, was Aliens Area. Oh. I mean, I'll give him... I'll give... You know, I'll give the author credit. The art in it, you know, for a debut manga, it's there. The storytelling is where, as an artist, I think if you can just crack the storytelling and keep that art style going, you could be onto something quite good here. It's just a shame that you had this really, really cool like partner for the for the protagonist. Like really, like on paper looks really, really cool, but it's just that nothing happens, and when stuff does happen, it's already over, and it doesn't matter. So yeah, I unfortunately I wouldn't say Aliens Area is something I could recommend to people. It's it just feels like it's left left more in me than it could have given me. Or oh, sorry, it's left a hole bigger than what it offered me. If if that's the correct sort of phrasing, like it left an area in you that is now alien, and you need it need to fill it with something else. I need to deport it. You, yeah. know, you know what? I'm surprised. You're reading all this manga and you're not reading Rent-A-Girlfriend. Do you know the reason why I'm not reading Rent-A-Girlfriend? It's because I've me. now... So basically, t- yesterday, I spent an hour assembling a new bookshelf right behind me. It looks fucking fantastic. But the only problem is I've only got six volumes of Rent-A-Girlfriend. Right. And the other problem is I don't own any of Dress Up Darling. That is also a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... So you can see my problems. I've got what's that? Is that ten? I've got ten volumes of Nagatoro, which is a problem. I have three volumes of ReZero, which is a major problem. Oh my gosh! Like I need to fill up this bookshelf, and I'm sorry, but if I can't get my etchy fan service, really cute waifus, I'm in a bit of a situation to a point where I will happily set up a OnlyFans Patreon to go fund my possibly ever-growing manga addiction. You know what you need. What's that? Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Ch- chainsaw Man? Right. On top of the Chainsaw Man. <laughs> it's been zero days. I've, I have not read it purely because 
I've, I want to get through everything on my current shelf. So a couple others I've got on my shelf is Tokyo Underground, which I will mention on the next podcast because I've just finished reading chapter two of that. I'm reading Ayakashi Triangle, which is made by the same author as Two Love Rue, which I really, really want to reread because I really, really loved Two Love Rue. I've got fucking One Piece on my to-read list, which will take me... I start reading it today. Yes. If I read a chapter every day, I would have finished my PhD by the time I've caught up. Yeah, do not watch <laughs> One Piece. Read it. Yeah, that's what I'm Please planning on doing. read it. Do not watch it. That is literally what I intend to do. Mm. Once you get and to... Who... Arlon Park is like the peak of the first... Of like the section before the Grand Line. If... If you if you get to the end of Arlon Park and you're not sold on One Piece, you'll never you'll never like like One Piece. But hopefully you'll get to the end of Arlon Park in One Piece and you'll be like fuck yeah, and I'm like yeah, he'll and there's be- better arcs to come. Yeah, so I'm really enjoyed like reading manga on the bus. It's it's just so relaxing to the point where I've nearly missed my bus stop a few times because I've just been reading it. <laughs> I got, I was really really close to missing a bus if it wasn't for. If it wasn't for my girlfriend, like, telling Brandon, it's our stop. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I literally, I could have just disappeared for all I know. I could have gone on a whole tour of Leicester and not known because I started reading this book Open or the manga. Yeah, so, so it's nice reading something and getting so invested into it, you end up at your destination, which is what was happening when I was reading Dark, Do- Dark Doctor Ikaru. <clears throat> Aliens area was a bit of a mission, whereas Kaiju number eight. Oh, my God, that was so fun. And I can't wait for that to get animated. But yeah, that's everything I've been up to. <laughs> I've I've listened to stuff as well. If I if I want to mention that, I know on on a because it was the last episode we mentioned about the music. Yes, uh, you I did, uh, the recommendation you gave me. You mentioned to us, Brandon. Yes, uh, the I can't remember I, what it was though. Eyes wide open, I believe it was. Eyes wide open. Yes. Yes, I listened to that the day after. We recorded that podcast, and it was it was a very good album. I've listened to it twice, and. Uh, <laughs> It is twice. That, it, yeah. Wow. I, I listened to it all the albums twice. Why twice? Because I listened to it the first time, and then I have to re-listen to it. <laughs> Fair enough. So like today, I really listened to a whole lot of stuff. It was a bit of a mixture of stuff, but it's all right. I listened to that new Disturbed album that exists. Yeah, exactly. That that silence silence says it all. The sound of silence. Well, if we're talking about music, I think we should get a bit weird. And by that, I mean, I watched uh, Weird, <laughs> the Al Yankovic story, uh, the film, which is an interesting film. It's very good. Uh, it's very interesting because it's um, it's autobiographical and it is in no way exa- over-exaggerated, by which I mean it's completely over-exaggerated. <laughs> it's it's... It's its own thing. I, the closest I, thing I can compare it to is something like Wayne's World, because it's got a very similar sense of humour. So, if you know who Weird Al Yankovic is, and I hope you do. Uh, it's, do. Yeah, he's um, a musician who uh, parodies songs, most notably in the 90s, but he's still going really strong. And he's always come across as one of these guys who's seems really chilled and like the kind of guy you'd like to hang around with. He's always upbeat and happy and it's, it's kind of like jack black in that way he's like probably not as eccentric but um <laughs> well not anymore like, well yeah, i suppose he is um but yeah it's always seen like a nice guy so i thought hey I've, he's made a film let's go watch it so it tells the story of a uh, weird owl and um his childhood and how he came to be in the music business uh his biggest hits but in the way that only weird owl can do it <laughs> where everything i'm watching it i'm thinking 
the entire time. How much of this is true and how much of this is just completely made up? Because a lot of it is. <laughs> and I, I think like the core um, facts are there, but they're just played mostly for laughs and jokes and played up so much. Like um, like how he really got started is he got like discovered and put on, if you remember it, the old show called Dr. Demento. And Dr. Demento in this film is played by Rain Wilson. And Dr. Demento used to have like a big beard and like a top hat as like part of his like costume for like a radio show kind of thing. He's wearing it in the entire film. He never ever takes it off. It's like he <laughs> always looks like that. <laughs> um, uh, Christ, I, I don't know where to start. Cause it, it's so funny. Like um the the stuff that just happens is sort of like the convenience and just the the lines they say it's like everything's exaggerated. It 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 does like the tropes that you expect in auto autobiographies and just runs with it <laughs> and, and just like parodies them. It's like it's it's like a song parody, but of a film it's like a film parody well i suppose it is i don't know it's really hard to describe it's because it's so self-aware of what it's doing it's <laughs> like um all right here's an example uh, a couple of bits um he's like weird i was like like struggling to make music happen but he's sent in like a tape and then he struggles on the stage uh and he's like with three other guys he's, like living with like housemates and um they go to his gig and see him like struggling on stage and they they all jump on the stage of three lads and just like pick up a guitar and a bass and the drum kits and all start playing <laughs> and uh and Weird Al's just like, wow, I didn't know you could play. And they're like, yeah, it's never seemed relevant up until now. <laughs> but honestly, um, it, it's such a laugh. It's like the closest thing I can compare it to is Wayne's World because that like tells a story about two up-and-coming people, but again, just turns it on its head. People say things which are like massively convenient. <laughs> and then, um, have, have you guys ever seen the uh, the old Weird Al film UHF? Nope. So, no, I, that's a good no, film. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... You might notice one or know one or two memes like uh, or lines from it. Uh, a line like uh, "You're stupid, you're so stupid." Oh like, yeah, that one. Yeah. That that's from UHF. Uh, that's where Weird Al is like. He's, he's playing a character. He's playing a character in that one, but uh, it's like um, the, he gets he gets like his own TV channel, like a public access thing, and tries to make it big. So even more like Wayne's World. Now I think about it, but, uh, but it's totally different. Apparently, he's actually in weird. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, hell, there's even like bits like right at the end, like um, because he's played by Daniel Radcliffe in the film. Maybe I should have mentioned that. Really? Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I knew he was played by Daniel Radcliffe, but yes, maybe you should have mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's so en- so many cameos in it. There's tons. Like as I say, Rain Wilson like plays Doctor Minento, but uh, Jack Black's in it. Uh, oh Christ, there's just loads, and uh, everyone's playing like all of the celebrities um, and, and taking pot shots at them <laughs> like, telling really romanticised ways of how things happen but even at the end credits the end credits like takes the piss as well in, in a good way um, but like um, you know like how at the end of a documentary how it like shows you like real photos of like the, the actual people it's yeah, like based yeah. on but it does that for a couple of photos and then even they get exaggerated like Weird Al's <laughs> head like photoshopped onto like Rambo and like, stuff like that for like, other films <laughs> It's it's such a laugh. I I know I know I've watched it, but I'm I'm very sure there's like jokes in the background and stuff I've missed, like a couple of sight gags because it's like um it's like a big on like um naked gun and stuff like that. Where did you watch? Are you about to say something? Where did you watch this on? You can't see me, but I'm winking. Unofficial ways. <laughs> Touching nose. <I> understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, I watched it in a weird way, I suppose. Uh, I'd say he takes like cues from like Naked Gun and that, but he did do the music for the film Spy Hard starring Leslie Nielsen, which in itself is a 
spoofers. Uh, in fact, um, I believe, I, I think it may have been Smash Now, but the song for Spy Hard, um, which he performed, does a notey hold right at the end for like nearly two minutes as part of a joke. And I think he got a world record for that at the time. For like the whole longest note sustained by his person. Hmm. Uh, I think it's been smashed now, but still, it's impressive. And yeah, uh, Daniel Craig does some really good job as Weirdo. Uh, honestly, if you like, if you didn't have it pointed out half the time because he's like under makeup and that, it kind of really looks like him. Although when he sings, I'm sure it's Weirdo that's dubbed over. I'm certain it is. Got to have been. <laughs> but it's done really well. And yeah. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Please go and watch it. Even if you don't know who Weird Al is, just see it as a comedy about a musician growing up. It's it's really it's a really good time. I think I'm going to get it on Blu-ray when it officially arrives. Oh, you liked it that much? You're willing to invest into it? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah, that was it. Uh, is there any more topics, gentlemen, before we come back to the meaty part of the episode? There, there is, but uh, I, won't, I won't stay on them for too long. I, the other weekend, I watched Back to back, Anola Holmes one, and then Anola Holmes two. They are fun, fun, fun films. Uh, yeah, someone recommended the first one to me, and like ages ago, and I thought, fuck it, I'll watch, I'll watch it when the second one's out. So I watched the two of them back to back, and I did. I, uh, I thought Henry Cavill was alright as Sherlock. I don't know if he was the best Sherlock I've ever seen. Uh, but I thought Millie Bobby Brown is. Enola was quite fun. I just thought it were two fun films that I could watch and not really, and once they were done, not really think about too much more. They were just nice, quite junk food films. I think if uh, I had a girlfriend and they were like, oh, let's put on something easy, I'd be like, oh yeah, there you go. Enola Holmes 1 and 2, easy, easy films to watch. Um, I, I think my, my only, I think my big gripe of the two of them is unless I've unless I missed it and I don't which could probably be the case I probably missed it but maybe I didn't is uh, Helena Bonham Carter is in the films and she plays uh, the mother of Enola and Sherlock and uh, she in the f- first film she disappears and I I never felt there was like a, a proper decent reason as to why she had to leave in her, on her own maybe maybe that's maybe i missed it but even when like she returns she doesn't really go i didn't really give a a great reason except for you gotta live on your own now anola i was like well isn't there like a, a proper reason uh, i don't know maybe that was just me maybe i missed it and i didn't know but yeah there were two fun films if you want some junk food films there you go there's two recommendations for you i watched the first one it was fine I seem to. I don't remember an awful lot of it because I watched it when it first came out. But um, didn't she address the camera a lot? And I, I think I found it quite irritating. Yeah, it broke the fourth wall like constantly, and it yeah. it does it in the f- second film as well. Yeah, it they, felt like oh, there was it's like there's, there's got to be a better way of storytelling than this. It's like please stop telling me stuff. <laughs> they've left it open for a third if they want to. Of course they have. <laughs> it's Netflix. They're not allowed to end films without cliffhangers. <laughs> It's in the contract. Like, even watching Wednesday, they left it open for a second season. So of course they have. They're, nothing's allowed to be final. Everything has to have something else that can clip on for the next scene. At least with Andor, it like, well, only two seasons. It's, oh, it's left open. What for? Oh, wait. One of the best Star Wars films ever made. Rogue One. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I wonder what's going to happen to Cassian Handel. Oh, no. Maybe I'll, know. maybe I'll just watch Rogue One to find out. Oh, wait. That's how it happens. Oh, I no, know. I've, uh, I've got to rewatch Rogue One. <laughs> I know we're going right back to Handel, but there's something I, I forgot to mention. You know Mon Mothra? I didn't... Mm. I didn't realise that the actress who plays her was in Reve- was in a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith. Well, it's probably because it's deleted and didn't see it. Well, yeah, but I didn't realise that that was the first time she played the character, not in Rogue One. Okay. I can't even remember no. her in Rogue One, but she is in Rogue One. Yeah, as I say, I've got to rewatch it. I've, I've seen it twice. Same. Uh, no, I've, um, I've, actually, I've actually got it on Blu-ray. Same. Because I, I, I would say this uh, again, and I don't care. Rogue One's my favourite Star Wars film, and that's before watching Andor. So take that for what it's worth. It's like top three Star Wars films for me. Mm. I know people get in a tizzy, and a, a lot of people don't like it, but I don't care. I, I like what amazing. I like. What I like. It is. It's great. <clears throat> anyway, many. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will go mm. back, I guess. I, I realise this is going to be a huge more conversation between you and me, Dan. So, Brandon, do you want to uh, say anything else? Because I've, I've got a feeling you might go a bit quiet for <laughs> a long time. No, I'm still waiting for you to you know tell me why Scarlet and Violet is something I need to buy. Well, we'll you, tell you in the next half hour. Well, you're yeah. getting it on for Christmas anyway, apparently. Am I? Oh, that's what you told, told us. I, yeah, I said I might get it for Christmas. Oh, you might. Oh, I thought you said you were. No, I might. I need to find out like is it worth me spending full price for it or not well it's nintendo they never go down in price you have no choice but to pay full price for it yeah like nintendo games hold their value better than xbox and playstation that's what i always find funny when it has the console wars and it's just like ah our consoles are better and then it's just like nintendo yes but our games keep hold their value longer than yours and no one ever brings up that argument. It's just who has the better console. But they hold it... the value because they print them in limited quantities after time. Yeah, look at like um, Mario All Stars, ridiculous. Yeah, didn't stop me from buying the damn thing though. Did Same. <laughs> just stop <laughs> me buying it. Fucking simp for it, aren't, aren't we? Only for only for like I wasn't too keen on Odyssey, but I was quite happy just playing um, 64 and Sunshine. I just wanted to play 64 on the toilet, and that was worth 30 pounds of my money. <laughs> for your hemorrhoids. Yeah, that's why I got Dark Souls on the Switch as well. I, I, I Anywho, I, I showed my mate all the uh, all my Switch games, and he, and he instantly saw I had Dark Souls. It's like, why have you got Dark Souls on Switch? Do you do you like torture? I'm like, it's one of my favorite games. It's like, uh, uh, what? I was like, yeah. Like, why do you think my uh, uh, my the podcast is called Victory Achieved? It was like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we ought to update it for like Elden Ring. We've called ourselves Praise Slaughtered or something going forward. Keep people on their toes. No, we are victory achieved. <laughs> we will never change. Unless we do. Anywho, speaking no. of change, <laughs> the, the new Pokemon game. Right, um, this is going to be a bumper topic, as we say. Uh, before I kickstart, I will not be discussing the story much. Um, I say that, I might completely change my mind about halfway through. But um, I'm, uh, I'm not far uh, in uh, it, so... Yeah, currently, um, at time of recording, I am at essentially what is like the fifth gym badge in the game. But the game is split up very differently to how the previous games are. So, shall we just take it from like step by step, like from the beginning and then go in sort of order, I guess? <laughs> it's a real hard one to do because it's essentially open world. I don't know where to start. <laughs> when you say open world, is it open world in the same map? 
Thiraz, you know, um, Sword and Shield, or is it open world like Arceus? Uh, I'd say more like Arceus, but uh, I'd say more like Breath of the Wild. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah. uh, in, in Arceus, it is like sort of sandboxes, but this is like, no, this is the whole world at any one time. Like, you could potentially go up to like the other side of the map if, if you wanted, but then you've got like high level Pokemon you've got to deal with. Mm. Yeah, you could. Uh, a lot of um, your traversal is tied behind like the legendary Pokemon. Like um, one of the story beats is uh, getting Neve's herbs, and as you do, like your Pokemon gets like more traversal, so it can like uh, jump higher. Oh, uh, you surf that kind of. It's essentially a HM. Oh, well, I've not. I've not got to any of that but that's cool because i was like at the moment i'm at the i'm still at the bit where if i go into like the water i just drown and it's just like oh but then there's pokemon swimming in the water so i'm like oh surely i i have to i get to learn how to swim uh and so that i can catch pokemon in the actual water that's gonna that was slightly disheartening for me because i'm doing a nuzlocke and i can see pokemon that i want and i want a water type and i'm just staring at them going yeah i'm not gonna get one of you am i <laughs> no ch- not a chance uh, but I, I do think it's interesting to talk about it because i'm playing it in a very different way you are so uh we can yeah. like make comparisons like me in the middle well, so I, I was gonna do another lock and then I, I began uh and then i i just was like i wasn't really feeling it and there was just so many pokemon i was like i'm just gonna play normally and if i get violet i'll do another lock on that see for me i find that well they, they kind of are by design but uh, i find the game's far too easy if you try and play them normally and i like to be challenged so uh, now I've, now i've got I've got a couple of those locks under my belt and that that's the way i prefer to play them uh or do like a monotype run or something like that that's 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 how i'm hardwired now i no i i no i agree i prefer to do those locks but I, so I think experiencing the game for the first time i think i just wanted to do it play it normally without any restrictions Aye. so what's the first thing you want to discuss what about the pokemon what about the pokemon themselves what about the, the new mon that we've seen so far what do we reckon good bad middling i uh, i think it's exactly like every gen there mm. are gr- great mons and there are mons that suck yeah what's the suckiest one so far uh hmm um, I'm not really a big fan of the... Well, I don't know. It, at the end of the day, it's all subjective. I, I'm not a big fan of the, um, like, the tarantula bug mon. Um, like, I was, I, I've got it, and then I was training it up, and then I found the other bug mon, and I was like, I want that one instead, which turns in, into, like, a, 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 me- a mech kind of bug. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spider one is, uh, tarantula. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it's, um base form because i like spiders and then i've seen its evolution of like that looks a bit shit yeah but then <laughs> you have as the other bugmon which is i've currently got on my team i think that's really cool although um mine and brandon's mate he's he's playing it and he keeps going to me drop the bug dan i'm like no i'm not dropping the bug i actually watched i read an article today where it was like the best bug pokemon in in scarlet and violet and it's the one i've got and i'm like haha fuck you i'm keeping my bug He's fucking yeah, I don't cool. know if it's just me, but anytime I play a Pokemon game, I'm always wanting a bug type. Bug, it's like, bug Pokemon are good. Fun. Yeah, the exactly. Pro- They're just so good and they look cool as well. The problem is with bugs is Gen 1 to 4, they weren't that great. And then Gen 5 came along and made decent bug Pokemon and brought decent bug uh, moves. moves. Yeah, like moves like X's are in U-turn yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. 
and then bug pokemon became great so and so the early games have this weird stigma of bug pokemon like gem one uh, like red and blue like near enough the only bug move is leech life yeah and uh, they just made them super effective against Psychic to try and give them some kind of relevance. But, but then half but Psychic of them, was OP. <laughs> but then half of them were part poison. So they were strong against Psychic, but weak to it because they were part poison. It's same with yeah. like half all the grass Pokemon in uh, Gem 1 are all part poison. So they're all weak mm. to Psychic. Well, to, obviously, of course, they balanced it a bit more with, like, um, yeah. Dark and Steel, and yeah. most noticeably Fairy. And I've got to say, up until now, I've never been a fan of the Fairy types. They've never done anything for me. In fact, most of them, they're, like, my least favourite type, because I look at, like, all their designs and think, I look fucking stupid. They basically retconned loads of old Pokemon and made them Fairy types, so there was yeah. loads of Fairy types. It's like, yeah. uh, obviously, like, J- Jigglypuff and Clefairy make sense. Well, Clefairy's got it in his song, yeah. But this is the first gen that I've used the Fairy type and it's a beast. I've been using um, the new one there, the Fido and Dashbund. Dashbund is a monster. He's a, a, he's a permanent part of my uh, Nuzlocke team. Jesus Christ, he flips things apart. Um, I, I've got him on my team. I'm tempted to change him only because, he, one, you're using him, and I think my mm-hmm. mate's using him, and I just want to use a different Mon. It's not because it's not a bad Mon. I just want to use something different. Mm. Oh, it's, he's a very good boy. Oh, <laughs> it's it's been a really good mon. Like I'm mm. very pleased. Uh, yeah. What what was what did you start with? What was your starter? That is the the main. Uh, I started with. Um, I I've actually done two save files on like the first day, but um, I don't count the first one I did uh, because I I haven't touched it. I've literally got like the tutorial done. That's it. But I, I chose Quaxley for that. Um, but uh, when I did the my, my main playthrough, uh, I chose uh, Fukoko, and it got knocked out like before the end of my first session. So uh, I don't have it. Anymore. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! So I started with the other. The the fire one I I can't remember what its name um but I'm now I've now evolved it into a, the crocolore mm. so and that's been it I just in, I I was gonna go for it anyway but in like the the tutorial bit where before you pick it it just looks like the bestest of boys you're like how can how can you pick the other two when it's smiling faces looking at you it's <laughs> like I would want this to be real as my own pet it literally looks at me like my own dog does when I have food in my hands. I was like, this is the best of boys. I am I am I cannot take the other two when I have this fire Pokemon in my face. See, a weird thing to turn it on its head. A lot of people like the the cat starter but hate its evolutions. Yep. I'm the opposite. I think it looks better. I quite dig the uh, sort of Harlequin jester thing it's got going. I think it looks way better. But I'm a dog person, not a cat person, so mm. that's what it's worth. I, I saw. I was always going to go for the fire starter, but then I saw the uh, the evo- the final evolution for the grass, and I was like, "Fuck no! I am mm. not getting that. It looks shit." Yeah, but so far my my favourite design, and I've managed to snag one of my Nuzlocke because I went out of my way to make sure I got one. Uh, and that's uh, Primate's Evolution, Annihilate. I've seen it and thought, I want that give. I'd love, like, it's Pokedex lore. So, Annihilate being, like, the evolution of Primate gets the ghost typing. And the idea behind it is, like, the old Pokedex entry for uh, primate says it, they can get like so angry they die and this is essentially what's happened it got so angry it died but then it's still so angry even when it died it didn't stay dead so it's got the ghost typing I didn't so it's, realize. Es- it's essentially the uh, Pokemon equivalent of Doom Guy 
who just won't die because he's so angry. See, I didn't even realise that that was a, a Pokemon in the game. Right. I'm a, my mate mentioned Mankey, but the thing is, I, I want to experience the games. I want to pick the Pokemon I want to use. I don't want other people to go, use this, Mon, use this. use. I want, like, I want to go out and find think Pokemon I like and I want to use. So I guess I guess that's the way I'm tr- I'm playing it. Hmm. Well, one of my current team members, and this is going to lead into like one of my first criticisms, like of actually of the game and not just the Pokemon. But one of the ones I'm using is uh, a Smoliv, which you may know is like the the new yeah yeah all grass Pokemon. And to be fair, uh, I've got the final evolution of it, and it's in my team. It's my best grass Pokemon by a country mile. It's it absolutely annihilated like the the, uh, the fourth gym. It's solo completely crushed it. So I'm quite happy um, in the end. But it's not one I wanted. And the reason I got one is um, if you don't know, during a Nuzlocke, um, you're only allowed to catch like the first encounter you bump into. And because of how this game is, you can see every Pokemon on the map. So I basically just like scouted each area to see what was available and then made a choice. Now I didn't make a choice with Smoliv, and this comes into like the um the graphical part of the game. Uh and the the many hiccups it's got. I ended up getting one because it just popped into existence. I was just on my little uh on my little um lizard thing, uh Maridon, that's it. I was on my little Maridon, just in the bike mode. And this game's got terrible pop up. So I was just going along the merry way and then boom, I was in an encounter, it's like, what the hell? And then this the spot just appeared out of nowhere. It's like, Oh, well I guess I'm having that then. So yeah. if you are doing a uh, Nuzlocke and you go into another area, get off the bike. Get off the bike, go on foot. <laughs> Because the pop up is intense. Yes, yeah, I do suppose. I, I, I do suppose it makes it like the old games where it's kind of more like a random encounter. There aren't random encounters. If you ride your bike at like Mac Free, then things just appear. So it, it is kind of a random encounter. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you're like, right, I want to get like just before we were recording, I was like, right, I'm gonna go to the, this team star base, uh, uh, and I was like. Uh, Go like darting on my Pokemon, and then next minute I'm in a map, I'm in a battle. And I'm like, wait, where the fuck did this come from? It's a fucking Rockadoo, Rockadee, and I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, just die! I want to, I want to go sort Team Star. Fuck off. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I kind of had like the opposite problem as well. Um, I went to catch a Chansey. I know Chanseys aren't great, but I wanted one because he's a good egg. Uh, jokes. Egg. 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 Throw back to episode five. Egg. Or four, yeah, whatever, egg. whatever number it was indeed but anyway i wanted to catch one and i seen it and i walked into it and nothing happened and i was a bit confused i was like what and it was on screen my character model had blended into it and everything and then it just faded out of existence after like 10 seconds i was like i've been robbed of a chancy Fuck you, game. Well, say if and you didn't the Nuzlocke, you lost it. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't count as an encounter because, like, literally nothing happened. <laughs> so it's like there was nothing there. So there I was is, like, oh. There is a way to, uh, I, um, I see you're doing it. You are doing a Nuzlocke. There is a way to basically fuck up your whole Nuzlocke by never getting encounters. And that's if you uh, press the R button and make your Pokemon just fight all the mo- Pokemon. They're basically auto-battle. Oh, yeah, well, I kind of do that. I actually do... Okay, that's one thing I really know for about this game. I bloody love the auto-battle system. It's cool. It saves so much time. Yep. It's fantastic. Uh, I, mean, um, I was doing... It, it, uh, I, was, I got the, the poor, poor Mott, and to evolve it, you have to do a thousand steps with it out. So I was just yeah, auto-battling there's... to fuck. Yeah, there's the uh, the new ghost type one, the Brambling, uh, who's like a tumbleweed. And that one makes sense because it's literally tumbling around you, like gathering materials so it gets bigger. Uh, that's a that's a cool little detail. I haven't seen that Pokemon yet. Yeah, it's about 
third badge in. Uh, it's all right. I wanted to use one, but I didn't have the opportunity, uh, which was a shame. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, uh, there was so obviously auto battling's a thing, and it's great. Uh, when you send them out, I think they only get like a quarter of the experience they would have got had they fought them normally. Uh, but again, liking Sword and Shield, uh, everyone's gets experience. Like you leave one gets double, and everyone else in the party gets half the experience, as you might expect. Though again, for Nuzlocke and that, it's great because you just get to level all of them up. And uh, even more handy is they don't get knocked out. They will keep fighting until they've got like one HP left and then just return to you and then you can't send them out again. So oh. it's a good way of it's a good way of avoiding getting knocked out. So, um, so that makes things a little bit easier by far. Uh, obviously you've got like the Dem Pokemon like in Sword and Shield as well uh, which you can learn like experience candies from and that helps level up. Uh massively uh they're handled just like the den pokemon from sword and shield but um it's sped up a lot more uh there's an actual sort of timer on the screen your ai mate seems to be way more helpful in my experience at least and uh it utilizes the new mechanic in pokemon which never sounds right every time they say it in game i'm sure every time i'm saying it out loud i'm mispronouncing it in new and exciting ways because mm. it doesn't roll off the tongue it sounds like it should say terrestrializing but that's not what it is <laughs> it's not how it's pronounced and i'm still not sure how you meant to pronounce it <laughs> what do you think to it damn sight better than dynamaxing it's quicker for sure yeah so how this works is each pokemon individually it's a bit like hidden power each one has got like its own sort of uh terrestrialized type i'm gonna keep calling it terrestrialized i don't care if i mispronounce it i'll probably pronounce it different every time just to annoy people <laughs> but each pokemon's got like their own type so you could have say a cypher that's bug flying but it's terrestrialized type might be just flying which is fine so it's no longer the bug type or um when it, you sorry, sorry. No, no, just or you can have a type that's not even what one of your normal types, like uh, the the grass gym leader yeah. has a, a Teddy Ursa that has that's obviously normal, but then that terrorizes bug typing is uh, yeah it's bug isn't it not grass yeah yeah it's bug yeah. yeah but the thing is um this typing like once once you do it that they gain that typing what what type they were before is like null and void it doesn't come into it anymore it's now just like a bug type and it also boosts their attack by uh 50% uh and the difference between dynamaxing it doesn't last for three turns it lasts the whole battle until it gets knocked or swapped out it will stay terrestrialized which right. Is a which is a nightmare in a Nuzlocke because they do that and you think oh shit no matter what I swap out it's it's gonna stay more powerful so it's just add that little bit more challenge to it um, but yeah that's how the den encounters work as well if everyone you bump into is uh, a version of that plus you get wild ones as well out in the wild and if you beat them you get like um, LP which is like the same as like Watts from Sword and Shield mm. it's just a new form of currency although yeah. I do like um, how you can use it as money yeah yeah. That's a nice feature. I quite like and the yeah, and you, you can use it to like um sort make get TMs and other things as well. Yeah, the TM crafting thing is great. I, I really like that. I haven't really utilised it all that much. Um, Neither. But, but when you make progress during the game, though, you do unlock more uh, after certain story beats. You can there's like it expands what you can craft, uh, and I think you can craft them if you find them out in the wild as well. There's loads of TMs knocking around. And here's something I don't know if you know this, Dan, but um, you may have noticed there's like the two types of items on the well, it's, there's three types. There's like the little shiny things. There's like items of like red columns of light, and yeah. then items of like the white yellow ones. Yeah. So the the uh, the yellow yeah. ones are like always TMs that you find. Yeah. But the red ones, they respawn. Yeah, uh, I realise yeah. that. 
because I remember uh, getting a few and then going back to the same place and then finding more and I was like what's going on yeah I had to second guess myself because it's like an open area I was like I'm sure I've been here I've picked these up and they're never like anything like crap it's like stuff like ultra balls or like height super potions or like revivals like it's never like utter garbage it's like it makes me think it's like i've not not been searching properly until i had my mass catching session for ages i didn't run out of pokeballs because i just kept finding them in in the open world and then yeah i've not bought bought a single thing from the shop uh bar a few fashion things things can you change your clothes you can change your clothes each town's got different shops in my uh sword and shield there was different stuff change my clothes right now i don't want to be in my school clothes i think you you just do it in the shops like the, like you just buy the new okay. things and other as you change it, but I think you can do it on the fly. I don't want to be I don't want to be in my school clothes. They, they look shit. Yeah, they do look shit. My my character, um, I I found like a blue motorcycle helmet, and then I thought like then I bought like a blue backpack and blue gloves, and so I just thought I'm turning into Mega Man. I dig this. Fuck <laughs> well, it, we're role playing as Mega Man. We need that. I think oh wait no, it's in my version. There's a Pokemon. There's a Pokemon that when it uh it's evolved form. Because I, I get it in mine, not you You get the other one, because uh, it's a version exclusive. My one looks like, uh, a mega, like a Mega Man character. Oh, is it Cerulege? And yeah. Armor? Yeah, I know the ones, yeah. yeah. Ah. Actually, oddly, eno- oddly enough, there's a uh, there's a place where, um, oh, I, I can't remember, they, they call it Navi's. I think it's part of the storyline. It's like, Navi? Mm. No, Navi's? That's, that's from Mega Man Battle Network. It's like, mm. they, they, they keep stacking. It's like I'm I'm starting to wonder, and uh, even when the Pokemon I I caught, uh, Impidimp is described as the wily Pokemon. It's like, hang on, <laughs> I'm go- I'm going down the rabbit hole here. There's conspiracy theory going on. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. But the, 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 go on. It's kind of funny that you. This is a, a an even more interesting game. You technically have seven Pokemon on you, not six. Well, technically, you got your box on you at all times. You can just swap out yeah. any time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Although Sword and Shield did that as well, yeah, but this one's even more. Well. Yeah. This one seems more relaxed, though. You can just like, swap on the fly at yeah. any time. I'll tell you what, the, the, the really good quality of life things is you can rename your Pokemon at any time. Yeah, I found this it. out today. Yeah. And did... even better which I really like, because it puts a lot of stress off you, especially in like a Nuzlocke, is you can swap your moves out at any time. If there's yeah. a, a move that you've learned, like, and you decided I uh, don't want it anymore, and then later on you think, oh man, I shouldn't have done that, you can just relearn it at no yeah. penalty whatsoever. Yeah. As long as you've learned it at some point, you just go, yeah, do you want fun to punch back? Yeah, sure. Like the quality yeah. of life stuff I, I really like. Uh, like I, mm. think, I think I've had a better... Because I'm playing this in handheld, and I think I've had a better time than most people I'm seeing on the internet. I've had, yeah. I've had like near enough no glitches or anything. It's like I'm not going to say it runs completely perfect because there are times when car- uh, NPCs are walking about and they look very uh, blocky, uh, their movements very blocky. So I I know it's not oh, yeah. perfect. It's about one two frames y- a second. Yeah, <laughs> but I, it's definitely ru- running smoother than definitely what you said and what I've seen on line like and I, yeah i think we've like I, I think if it take if you get forget about the glitches and exploit uh, the glitch not exploits but the glitches and frame rates i think this is the perfect step in the right direction for game freak with for pokemon uh, like the open world is great there's just so much uh freedom to do whatever you want i sp- I spent so much time just catching Pokemon and leveling them up before I even went 
uh, and did a gym or any of the other the uh, or a team starbase. Like there's oh, so yeah, much. Oh yeah, it's so open. It's like the world you voice is like Jesus Christ. Which direction? Do... Obviously, you're like you're railroaded in mm. to start with, but once yeah. you got past that initial tutorial bit, like um, there's so much you can explore, and there's, there's so many different typings. It's like you want an electric type straight away. Here you go. There's one on Route One. It's like bloody hell. Yeah, like, I uh, thought it was Pikachu, and I was like, "Wait, no, that's that's a new, that's a Gen Nine Pokemon." And like I said, now now it's on my team, so yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I like, I find it funny how the uh, there's so many memes already of the your rival is basically has the same personality as Goku from Dragon Ball. Oh, she's just obsessive. Like, uh, I've noticed one thing. I'm not going to say anything about um like storyline. Yeah, all, please but don't. It, it, but, but I won't. But but there is a thing. Like every time you like go to a new gym or a new area, she's just there or just appears out of nowhere. She's right behind you. It's like she's fucking stalking me. It's like she won't leave me alone. Go away. I saw a something like how much have, have you done any of the Team Star stuff and the what's it the Titan stuff? I have yes. Um, I'm about halfway through both. How like I'm uh, on the Team Star stuff. I'm just fighting. I'm on the first base. I've done like the where you have to like fight loads of uh, Pokemon, and I'm now on like I'm assuming is the the boss battle. So I'm I'm halfway through that battle. I was halfway through it, and then I had dinner. And now we're recording. So once we finish recording, I'll be finishing that battle. But um, mm-hmm. that that felt quite different and quite fun. I don't know about the Titan stuff. My mate said it was difficult, but I have no idea. I'll say one thing for the Titans: if you're going for them, be prepared. Um, yeah, because some. Sometimes you can get thrown into a fight a lot sooner than expected. Right. Uh, just, just make sure you're in good nick. I'm sure you'll be fine. But as I say, um, for the second one especially, I got caught out because I was like going towards it, but I wasn't. I didn't like have the lead Pokemon out that I wanted to start with, which you know can be fatal if you've got the lead with the wrong one. You've lost the turn straight away. Uh, but yeah, it's like oh, I got into a fight way early than I expected. I thought I was making my way to it, but it's just started. Is like, yeah. Does it, what <laughs> does it like level wise? How is it? Or do you not? Um, you know what? I can't really remember the level. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a hard. I had a harder time with the first one, but only because I think I was like a little bit underprepared. But... Okay. I didn't lose anyone, but I was close. I might um, leave it for a little while and then come back to it. Yeah. It's the only one I'm a bit unsure about. Team Star seems quite okay to do once I've done a couple gyms. So that's why I've only just started that. I think after yeah. I'm going to do another gym. I think I'm going to do the, uh, what's it, like the... the um, the, I think I'm going to do the electric gym, which has, I, I know the, I remember seeing, reading that the, the gym leader is basically a, uh, either a VTuber or a, a, a streamer or... Oh, yeah, I've done that yeah, one. Or ca- uh, e-girl, yeah. Yeah, and she said, oh, we want to do a collaboration. And bear in mind, I'm streaming this live myself. It was like, I suppose technically this is a collaboration. <laughs> this has gone very meta. <laughs> this is actually happening. Um, yeah, there, there is a sort of uh, recommended order in which to do things which i started doing it blind but then um about the, the, my second session of it went terribly um i went into an area which i was woefully which i wasn't meant to be and right. it wasn't like it was like miles out of the way it was like an area next to one i was in and all the pokemon levels were like level 40 and bear in mind i'm like in my 20s so i lost a pokemon and lost an encounter for that area as well so i was like yeah uh, i i kind of needed some direction so i i just looked up without like uh, any spoilers it was it was literally just like numbered it was like here 
here, 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 go here. So I, I have like got some direction now. <laughs> I, I have it. no idea. I'm gonna do the electric gym next. I think after this mm. team star base, and I don't know. I'm half tempted to just be like go from one side of the 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 map to the other, and then just keep going up, up and up and up like that. Maybe that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing it far more cautiously at the time being because I've I've, I've nearly got a wipe, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing the whole thing again. <laughs> I'm too attached to my team now. I don't want any losses. Well, you're doing a Nuzlocke, so it's different to me, where yeah. I can be like, oh, fuck's sake, I had a team wipe, but, you know, I just carry on. Yeah, but at, as I say, we've with sticking to, like, the sort of recommended ones, I've not noticed, not anywhere, like, the time being, I've not noticed, like, any huge leaps in difficulty, like, a massive spike. Mm. Um, everything seems to be relatively well-balanced there. Yeah, so I've, I've got to say, I'm really enjoying myself with it. I ho- I know you said you've not had a many hiccups, yeah. but I've had quite, I've had quite a few um, <laughs> in my playtimes with it. Uh, and I was saying to Dan earlier, which I've heard, if if you play the game in dock mode, you will probably have more issues than in handheld. I don't know why that is, but apparently that seems to be the case. It's the same. By it's the same for Tunic, actually. I think Tunic mm-hmm. runs better in handheld mode than dock mode. Funny that, isn't it? You think it's got more processing power when it's docked, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's funny, but it is a recommendation. And before I wrap up on this, I just want to say my favourite anecdotes that I've had so far, because I found it with I found it funny at least. So the first member of Team Star ran over my at the time lead and just killed it. And I was very upset. And Team Star as their last Pokemon, at least the ones I fought, um, you fight like essentially the truck that they're on. They sort of like use the they're, they're riding a truck basically, like a sort of semi semi truck. And they you fight the first Pokemon it, and then you like fight the truck itself as like the second Pokemon. Yeah, that's what I'm. Which, which on is right a now. bit weird. Yeah. But um, I my fight went from um, very difficult <laughs> to very easy. Um, so picture this: there's a big truck. I've just sent out a Mankey. My Mankey knows low kick. Low kick does more damage the heavier the target is. A truck's pretty heavy, and also it's a dark type, so it's weak to fighting. So my Mankey just did a low sweep and just one shotted it. And I can't help but think that must be very impressive to see. To just see a monkey do like a karate kid and just sweep the leg of this truck and just cripple <laughs> it immediately. That must have been a sight to behold for everyone standing there. It's like fucking hell. It's just it's just <laughs> He just swept Optimus Prime. Jesus. <laughs> Let me stop that monkey. Yeah. Um, I hope to have more anecdotes like this the more I play it. But um, yeah, I'm having a good time. I've not got really any major issues with it apart from the graphical glitches. But honestly, some of them are quite funny. So they get a pass. It's good that a game can be like this patchy and, and still be fun. I've had nothing game breaking on it. So apart from that chance you've got cruelly took away from me. But it's fine because I, I caught another one later on. So I've got one. So yay. Egg. Egg. Any closing thoughts now? Firestar is best boy. Fido is best boy. Well, um, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, it's like every Pokemon game that comes out that's come out after after every subsequent Pokemon game. They always like to make new ways of leveling up Pokemon, and they've definitely got some uh, new interesting ways to evolve Pokemon in this game as well. So, yep. like I said, one of them you have to you have to ru- make the Pokemon run a thousand steps, and then uh, while it's out of its Pokeball to level up to evolve. So, um, yeah, I, I know there's one that I've got that. Uh, excuse me, 
that once it's <laughs> level 38, you then need to level it up while on co-op with someone else while they're watching mm-hmm. you. Essentially, more ways of saying, well, you should have bought two copies and got more friends then. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you should get two uh, copies and two switches. No, no, I, my my mate who doesn't like my bug Pokemon, I'm I, I'm gonna I've asked him to uh, help me evolve my my one. So and he wants me to trade trade his Haunter so he can get a Gengar anyway. So you know what this means, don't you? You're gonna have to fight your mate using a team of only six bug Pokemon just to oh, show him. Oh, he wants there. he wants to battle me, uh, and I I like I hope my bug Pokemon destroys his team because it'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. I've got six ciphers. You're dead, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like I said. I'm just using Gen Nine Pokemon, so I'm using the uh, that rock, that pure rock type Mon, where it is like a little mini thing at first, and then it's now it looks like oh. a weird rocky heat. Oh, run. Knackley, um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, when I first seen that, I thought that's Toad from from Mario. That's that's a power up mushroom. Uh, the first thing I thought of. I'm using it. It's really cool. I think the only problem yeah, with that... my Pokemon is I'm very physical, not special. That's mm. my only problem. But so uh, far... With doing a Nuzlocke, I've got to sort of plan ahead and sort of go, well, I, I need my tight coverage, I need a physical special split. I'm like, mm. Carefully planned. And of course I've got Cypher in my team because it's Cypher and I don't care. I've never used, I've never used Cypher. Cypher's great. He's a speedy boy and he hits like a truck. I always found, It's always been a, like a really difficult Pokemon to catch in... A lot of Pokemon games, so I've never really yeah, it's, used. It's quite them. common in this one. Mm. I've not. I don't think I've, I've seen. Got... I've not seen it yet. Yeah, and of course I got a Gyarados because of course I have. Oh, normally, yeah, normally, just... normally Pokemon. Just... Nah. Everyone uses well, Gyarados. Normally Pokemon. Well, in most games, in doing the Nuzlocke, because you can fish in any time with like an old rod, you're pretty much guaranteed. I know it's such run. a good mon for Nuzlocke. It's just, yeah. it's just like, oh, there we go. Uh, Although Gyarados. top tip, if you do. Top tip, if you do get one, level it up first before you use it, because it still only knows, like, tackle and maybe bite, and it's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit. Um, it's still very weak. It's not as powerful as you think it is. To start off with. You still need to like get it to like level thirty. <laughs> get a few more levels under its belt before you start using it. Can you tell I'm uh, talking from experience? <laughs> got before. Ah, I've got Gyarados now. I'm gonna win, and then it gets knocked out like immediately. Like, yeah, it's happened to me several times before as well. Yeah, Gyarados doesn't get strong until like the mid thirties. <laughs> oh, God forbid you find an electric type. Oh Christ! Oh what? <laughs> Watson in Gem 3 is still the hardest gym leader for me. Oh, in fact, just Gen, gem 3 in general is like the hardest. One, because the story is quite long. Watson's a complete bastard. Those, uh, the psychic twins as well, the seventh gym. Fuck up, that's ended like several Nuzlocke. Gem 3 is the hardest one to Nuzlocke for me at least. No, no, apparently for me it's Gen 2 because I died outside the daycare. <laughs> what the daycare couple does? <laughs> no, it's the policeman with the Growlithe. <laughs> oh, no. Completely rinsed from my whole team. Oh, God, I've just got it in my head, Kevin. The, the, the elderly couple looking after you one and says, Oh, what's that? You can't afford $100 to take out your magic op? I'm afraid I'm going to have to whoop your ass, son. <laughs> Honestly, that was so bad that this, this guy with a single Growlithe just ended six of my Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's always harsh when you're like going along, you've got a plan, and you get into an unexpected fight, and that's it. <laughs> good. Uh, happy days. But yes, in conclusion, Pokemon Violet, pretty good. Pokemon Scarlet from Dan, he says it's very good. If you like Pokemon, um, you'll like Pokemon. Indeed. I probably will pick it up just to say that, you know, it's another Pokemon game underneath my belt. It is. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's another episode, I guess. It's a wrap. Yeah. yeah.
yeah, it's been a good week, all in all. Guardians special were good. The Weird Al film were good. Yeah, Andor was fantastic, and so is Pokemon. It's been a good couple of weeks. I played a shit game, and I've read a shit manga. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sure my next couple of weeks are going to be shit to make up for it, and you're going to have a nice couple of weeks. I don't know. I'll probably go through PS Plus again and just find out what other random shitty PS3 games I can find. Well, you can let us know. I've, and I've let literally know I've got like a list of 20 like... games I found, which I'm going to attempt. If you haven't played them, um, I've noticed they've, they've added a Yeast 7 on there, uh, Lacrimosa Madonna. That's a great game. Play that. That will have a look. Fantastic. It's really good. Well, as always, you can follow our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or should we make a Hive account now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that, you know. <laughs> Obviously, listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever else you get podcasts. Um, yeah, you, you know what to do. And uh, we uh, always appreciate every listen we get. We yeah, really we do. do. Especially, especially to all, all our, all our big fans one. in Thailand. Especially all our big fans in Thailand. Hi, Thailand. How you doing? Yes, Thailand, you rock. <laughs> yeah, that's episode 41 yep. and the well, next episode will be released on the way to Christmas it will and before you know it it'll be the game of the year episode oh fucking hell yeah. Elden we, uh, we actually need to start thinking about it <laughs> well I, I can't well I'm going to talk about that once we finish recording but yes we'll, we'll, we will be doing a game of the year oh, so, yeah, I look well. forward to that not a long to wait now why wait for Christmas when you can wait for our episode instead mm. well You'll hear us soon. Another two weeks. Be safe, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And don't forget to catch them all. Mm.